Welcome back to Big Les's League and all rugby league experience. I'm your host, Big Les. Let's go through some of the questions uh, that I got yesterday. Obviously, put out a post um, asking you the guys to ask some questions. Haven't done this for a while. Um, usually, these sort of things don't get too much engagement. We did get a few questions in, um, so we are going to answer those on the podcast. It's going to be a three-part series. Two of them coming out today, one of them coming out tomorrow on your Monday morning. So uh, plenty of content, as I said, coming out over the next few weeks, obviously before I go to Bali as well for schoolies. Plenty of content coming out uh, in terms of the podcast leading up to the end of the year. So a lot to be excited about um, over the next few weeks. But uh, let's talk about the three questions we're going to be answering in part one um, of the Q&A podcast. The first one, shout out to the page, Ben Cummins, for this one. Who should uh, the Melbourne Storm and maybe the Warriors sign to get on pace with the Panthers? And Broncos. It's a great question there from Ben Cummins. Shout out to him for that one. I will also be answering this one from Sports and Nonsense Podcast. And they're asking for our Bulldogs predictions going into next year. We'll talk about that as well. And then another question on here, uh, which we're going to be answering in this one, is the Kangaroos' future halves. After DCA Munster, who will be the next Australian halves? We'll get into that question as well. So the first one uh, from Ben Cummins, who should the Melbourne Storm and maybe the Warriors sign to get on pace with the Broncos and the Panthers? Uh, firstly, we'll start off with the Melbourne Storm. I think it's pretty evident that they need to get forwards. Uh, they've spent a lot of money on their spine, obviously getting Pappenhausen, getting Munster, getting Jerome Hughes, uh, and then also getting Harry Grant uh, locked in, all those guys locked in for the next few years. It's cost a lot of their salary cap. You'd imagine most of those guys would be on or around uh, the million-dollar mark as well, so there wouldn't be much money to spend uh, in the forward pack. Uh, hence why they've let go of guys like Felice Carfusi. They let go of guys um, like Jesse Bromwich, Kenny Bromwich. All those guys are gone. It's really left a stain on their forward pack. Uh, the two best forwards at the moment that they do have are Nelson Asofa Solomona and Christian Welsh. Uh, Tui Kamika Mika is also there, and he'll start for me with Christian Welsh. If you've seen uh, the predicted lineup that came out today, I'll have Welsh and Tui Kamika Mika starting. Uh, the reason I've benched Nelson, I did, I did get a little bit of pushback for start. Uh, for having Nelson on the bench. But the reason Nelson's on the bench is because he provides so much impact there. He can come on, he can play on an edge, he can play in the middle. You just don't know where they're going to bring Nelson into the game. And that's why he plays off the bench. He also adds a bit of size to the bench. Obviously, him being, you know, seven foot, it does add a bit of size to what is pretty much a very small bench. Joe Chan, very uh, built guy, but he's not the biggest guy you've ever seen. Was also just made aware, and it pretty much slipped under the radar for me, that Tom Eisenhuth uh, will be leaving the club as well. Uh, maybe they are making a bit of room, and he wouldn't be on the biggest contract ever, um, Tom Eisenhuth. But uh, obviously, um, you know, there is maybe, I'd say, 200K or thereabouts freed up um, to get another forward uh, on top of what they already have, which I don't think would be much anyway. But who do, they, who do the Melbourne Storm need to sign to get on par with... 
the Broncos and the Panthers. Now, Melbourne Storm, they are always... They're always the side that you don't underestimate. They always come back and bite you uh, when you do underestimate them. But it is a different Melbourne Storm side. Uh, they are, you know, not being as dominant as what they have been in the past. Uh, and I think it's because they have been hit hard in the forwards. They've always had really good forwards. You think back to a few years ago when they had the likes of Adam Blair. They had the likes of Torhu Harris there in the, in the forwards as well. Um, they had some pretty... Um, you know, what are well-known forwards now in the competition as well, uh, who they've obviously lost to other clubs. They've had some really good forwards in that side um, of late. And obviously, Jesse Bromwich, Kenny Bromwich, those guys were great for Melbourne. Uh, Felice Fusi being awesome. Uh, they have lost a shit ton of forwards and it has hurt them. Now, who can they go into the market and get this offseason? Let's have a look at some of the guys that are still off contract right now in terms of forwards. Uh, there isn't many players off contract, uh, but there are more than you think. So let's have a look at some of those uh, via zerotackle.com. So already I can see that Tepa Maroa is off contract. Now he is getting older. There's no doubt about that. But, um, you know, he'd be worth re-signing just to keep that size on the bench. I don't know if they have re-signed him already. Uh, but if they haven't, they need to get on to re-signing him. Because even though he is getting older, he's not the youngest player in the world. Uh, they need to keep that, si- uh, that size off the bench. And having a veteran off the bench is going to be great. Especially after losing a guy like Tarek Sims as well. It's another guy that they've lost in terms of forwards. Um, now, having a look as well at some players off contract in terms of forwards that really stand out to me. Uh, JJ Collins from the Dolphins is still off contract. Uh, he is a front rower. He'll be great uh, in that Melbourne Storm system. Pawasa Farmasili as well from the Dolphins. The two Dolphins guys that are off contract that are forwards uh, and relatively young as well. Getting those guys early, signing them for crumbs and then making them into better players. That's what Craig Bellamy is famous for doing. Um, let's have a look. Some more forwards, 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 forwards. Aaron Woods, but I, oh, you know, getting a veteran in there again, I think wouldn't be a bad option for Melbourne. Uh, Aaron Woods, definitely an option. Um, let's have a look. Jack Johns from May, uh, from the Newcastle Knights would be awesome. That'd be a great signing um, for the Melbourne Storm, developing him into something special. Obviously, they let go of Cooper Johns, uh, but getting a guy like Jack Johns in there would be great. I don't know what his situation is, whether he's going to the Super League or staying in Australia at the moment, but he is currently off contract. Uh, and he did leave the Newcastle Knights. He put a, out a statement, I believe, on his Instagram about it. So um, I would definitely look to race uh, to sign him if I'm the Melbourne Storm. Brody Jones is another one that Melbourne could just really make something special. Kurt Mann's off contract. You can play him as a roaming lock off the bench, but they have uh, a 14 already, and that's either going to be Nick Meany or Suilavi Faulogo, depending on how they structure their side. Uh, but Kurt Mann, not a bad get in terms of depth. He's obviously uh, not going to be having a spot in that Newcastle Knights 1-17 uh, now that Jaden Braley is back. Um, so he'd be looking to maybe get an opportunity elsewhere. He'd be a great 14 to have even as depth uh, over at Melbourne. He's obviously he been at Melbourne before, uh, so getting him back would be all right. But Brody Jones and Jack Johns, they definitely stand out to me in terms of forwards uh, that Melbourne could go after. Uh, as for the Cowboys, there are a few forwards here of contract. Taniela Sadrugo, obviously going back to Rugby Union, so he's not available. Um, let's have a look. Let's have a look. Uh, Mitch Dunn, 
He can obviously play 5'8 as well, so he has a bit of versatility there. You could also get him. Uh, Jake Bork as well, quite young, could sign him for crumbs. You could also sign, um, obviously, Mitch Dunn for crumbs as well. Uh, Eddie Blacker, I believe, is on a training trial. Chris Smith um, or would be a decent one to get. I think he's relatively young as well. Um, Tyrell Fuimayano, I think they could really make into something over at Melbourne. He's off contract currently, as it says here. Um, Jaden Hunt, I believe, is leaving the Dragons, so signing him would be uh, a pretty decent signing there uh, to come off the bench in the forwards. Uh, Billy Burns would be fantastic. If they're looking for a back rower, he would be unreal. They can also slot into the centres if there's injury. I'd be looking to sign him if I was Melbourne for sure. They could do a lot with a guy like Billy Burns. Um, Nathan Brown as well off contract. Uh, you could definitely pick him up. Obviously, not the biggest forward you've ever seen, but he makes up for it with his toughness. Drew Hutchison can play in the back row. They can mold him into a ball-playing back rower or maybe a roaming lock off the bench. Um, in terms of forwards, there's not really uh, too many other guys from the Roosters. As for the West Tigers, uh, Tuki... Mia Simpkins, obviously seen a lot of him off the bench. You could definitely make something out of him. He'd be a tough mongrel forward coming off the bench for Melbourne. He'd be great. Uh, But that's really it if you want to get someone right now uh, to go into that Melbourne side. If you wait until next season, so you go 2024, uh, players off contract at the end of 2024. You've got a ton more options here. Uh, let's just go through the props. Uh, so Jesse Bromwich, you can you doubt you'd be getting him back. Tom Burgess, don't mind that, uh, but he'd be retiring very soon. Uh, Jesse Calhoun from Cronulla, I don't mind that signing at all. Matt Croker from Newcastle, fuck that could make something out of him. Um, Sione Finu as well off contract. I, he's not a prop, so I don't know why he's there. Uh, Braden Hamanueli for Melbourne, I think would be massive for 2025. Uh, let's have a look. Uh, looking through this list, there's a lot of young, young guys there. Um, Liam, Liam Knight, obviously at the Bulldogs at the moment, depending on if they make something out of him, he'd be a great signing for Melbourne. Uh, Makahisi Makatoa on the older side, but they do need a veteran in there. Uh, Terrell May, um, I don't know if the Roosters struck a deal with him yet, but they definitely need to because he would be an awesome signing for Melbourne. Um, Jordan McLean, obviously been there before. Again, on the older side here. Um, Shakai Mitchell from South Sydney. That would be fucking insane if he went to Melbourne. Uh, they would definitely get the best out of him. Both Francis and Michael Molo, they could get them on a combined contract as well from St. George uh, over to Melbourne. That would be unreal. Uh, Gerard Mamazia from Newcastle. I think he's still at Newcastle at the moment. He might be at Parramatta. Uh, He'd be a decent signing. Mark Nichols on the older side, but he'd be a good one to go back to Melbourne. Obviously, been at Melbourne before. Ofeiki Ogden, I believe he's in his late 20s. Again, on the older side, but they need a veteran. Chris Patolo from the Dogs, if they can't get the best out of him and he has a really good run this season for Canterbury, uh, I think that he could be a great option to go to Melbourne. Uh, Aaron Penne is obviously at Melbourne at the moment, but he really isn't playing much footy. 
Um, Kai Rodwell from uh, Parramatta would be a great signing in terms of the front row. Toby Rudolph from Cronulla, again, another great one. Uh, if they could snatch Jacob and Daniel Saifidi in one foul swoop, that would be insane. But Jacob Saifidi is the one off contract. Obviously, there's rumours um, that we could see um, Daniel Saifidi leaving the club. So getting him over at Melbourne this year would be crazy. Um, yeah, Jermaine Tamar Brown from North Queensland, Mark Tapau, obviously from the uh, Broncos currently. Uh, that'd be a great one over there, getting a veteran Mark Tapau. Um, Jared, Jared Warrior Hargreaves, if the Roosters let him go at the end of the 2024 season, uh, he'd be a great one. And Jared Wallace uh, would be a fucking massive signing uh, as a veteran to go to Melbourne. He would really set a standard there. I think that'd be a great one. Um, as for the second row, Sean Bloor's obviously rumoured to go there for Olam. Kurt Capel to go to Melbourne as a veteran would be interesting. Angus Crichton to go to Melbourne, uh, I think would be a massive signing for them. He can play in the middle or on an edge and again, a veteran. Uh, Jackson Ford from the Warriors would be big. Uh, Torhu Harris won't go there. I think he's pretty much committed for the rest of his career with the Warriors. Uh, Cohen, Cohen Hess from uh, the Cowboys, if they have a very similar year to last year, you could see him go to Melbourne. Zach Hosking would be great for an edgeback rower. Carl Lawton provides a ton of versatility. Um, uh, who else would be good here? Um, looking through this list, Jordan Ricky would be massive. Dan Russell, I highly rate to go over there. Again, can play in the middle or in an edge, and he's killed it uh, for St. George. Been one of their shining lights. Jaden Sewer would be massive to go to Melbourne. Obviously, there'd be a lot of players wanting to get out of their contracts with St. George at the moment. If things don't go well again this year, Jaden Sewer could be a great signing for Melbourne. Uh, ben Trevojevic, no. Tilly Tupanua, if he doesn't get a spot, um, obviously, with uh, the Roosters, he could go over to Melbourne, and that would be insane as well. He's got his young brother, uh, Tony Tupanua, obviously, off contract at the same time. So signing both of those could convince Satili Tupanua to go over there. Uh, Corey Waddell, currently at Manly. If things don't go well there, he could go over to Melbourne. That would be a big signing. Elliot Whitehead should be retired. Um, and Jack Williams and Sua Wong as well. Sua Wong at Melbourne would be crazy if he doesn't end up getting a spot, which I find uh, highly unlikely, but if he doesn't end up getting a spot at the Roosters, he'd be a great signing um, there, obviously, at the Melbourne Storm. And then lock forwards, Nat Butcher, I think would be a great signing for Melbourne. Uh, Matt Eisenhuth would be a nice veteran signing, uh, but it's not really what they need. Uh, Max King, great signing if, if he wants to go back to Melbourne. Uh, Trey Mooney from Canberra, they could really make him into something. Obviously, a lot of hype around him coming in. He'd be great. Uh, Tyron Peachy would be a decent one. Um, and then Jazz Tavega as well would be a very, very decent one for Melbourne. So there's plenty of guys for 2024, but obviously we went through the guys that they can get a little bit earlier if they need people right now or if they want to play the long game um, with some of their younger guys coming through, like Jack Howarths. Um, at the moment, I think that they could do that as well. But, um, yeah, there's plenty of guys for 2024. That come off the con- uh, come off contract at the end of next year uh, that they could go for right now that would be unreal. 
uh, as signings for this club. Uh, plenty of guys at the, at the end of 2024 available for Melbourne. Uh, but the key thing for me, and we've obviously gone through all of them, is the forwards for Melbourne. Um, as for the Warriors, obviously Torhu Harris is getting older and they're obviously going to lose uh, Adam Fenua Blake potentially at the end of 2024 to go to a Sydney club. Uh, which is big news. Uh, came out over the past few days. The Warriors definitely need forwards as well. And we've read out all of the guys that I think would be great signings as well in terms of forwards. Getting one of those guys would be great. And I think they need some more depth in the outside backs as well. They've definitely breeded some unbelievable outside backs. Uh, but losing guys like Viliami Vaila, obviously to the Cowboys, they need to get some depth there. Uh, in terms of outside backs that are off contract at the end of 2024, uh, you obviously got Bradman Best. You've got Max and Matt Fagai. Getting them both there would be big signings. Dane Gagai is the controversial one. I think that he'll stay at Newcastle, though, and finish his career there. Uh, Kale Iro, obviously a product we've seen a lot of uh, at uh, Cronulla through the grades uh, also played for Cook Islands and was very impressive. He'd be a great signing uh, for the Warriors. Ewan Aitken going back to the Warriors would be very interesting. Uh, Paul Alamotti, obviously, if he wants to leave the Penrith Panthers, if he doesn't get a full-time spot there, he could go to the uh, Warriors. But um, I don't think that he will be a centre by the time his contract's up. He might be a off-the-bench rotation forward, whether that be in the back row or in the middle. I think he'll, they'll mould him into a very similar role as Spencer Lenu. Either that or he could just come in and play centre in replacement of uh, a Stephen Crichton and absolutely kill it there. He'd be a great signing, Paul Alamotti. Um, Taylor May from Penrith as well would be decent. If he doesn't get a spot next year for Penrith, we could see him leaving. Um, Tessie New from the Dolphins uh, would be a decent one. Zach Laybutt, uh, I think that if he controversially doesn't get a spot at the Cowboys, he could go to the Warriors and absolutely kill it. Marion Seve from Melbourne, I think, would be a great signing. Gerald Skelton from the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs. Isaiah Tass is a big one, especially if he gets pushed out of this back line. He could leave and go to the Warriors and be really, really solid there. Uh, and Valence Tawale, um, obviously from the Dolphins, would be massive to go over to the Warriors. Uh, a lot of size, very similar to a Conrad Hurrell. He'd be really, really solid there. Uh, in terms of wingers, um, re-signing Rocco Berry for that season. Uh, he's listed as a winger on here, but he's a centre. But re-signing Rocco Berry um, is a massive, massive priority that the Warriors need to have um, going into next season. Um, but Roger Jules-Varshashek, you'd imagine he only has one or two more years in him. Uh, getting another centre would be imperative. We already read them out, but wingers that are off contract as well. Uh, Robert Derby, obviously from North Queensland, obviously partnering Zach Laybutt for PNG today. Um, Kyle Felt uh, would be a very interesting one. I don't think he has too many years left in him. Um, Edric Lee, the same. Um, let's have a look through these lists. Rapan is going to retire by then. Uh, Bailey Simonson, obviously from Parramatta, would be a massive signing for the Warriors. That would be huge. That centre pairing would be almost unfair. Um, uh, Raymond Tuimalo Vega, obviously from the Manly Seagulls, would be massive for the Warriors as well. Tupo doesn't have too many years in him. That's Daniel Tupo. Sania Taruva would be massive, depending on if he still has a spot, but I imagine he'll be a winger at uh, the Penrith Panthers for a little while. Uh, and Sammy Valame, obviously from North Queensland, killing it 
um, after not having the best run at Canberra. Obviously kills it at North Queensland at the moment, killing it at the moment for them. Um, so there's plenty of guys available, uh, plenty of guys available, um, obviously that are off contract at the end of next year that can negotiate as of right now um, for both Melbourne and for the Warriors. But Warriors need forwards and they also need outside backs, but the priority for Melbourne for me would be forwards and forwards alone. Uh, now, the next question uh, for this one is uh, big takes and predictions for the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs. Now, I don't think they're going to get as high up on the ladder as people think uh, with all the new signings. We saw that product, uh, obviously, last season. Uh, going into this coming season, sorry, I had a bit of a hiccup there, but going into this coming season, um, I think that they need to get a halfback, an aged halfback, an experienced halfback. Um, I don't think Toby Sexton long-term is going to cut it for them. I think they really need to go into the market and get a halfback for um, 2025. Um, but looking at halfbacks off contract, you've got Jay Clifford um, here from North Queensland at the moment. Obviously, just come back to the NRL recently. If he doesn't get a crack, I'd say I'd can definitely see him maybe signing with the Bulldogs for um, the season after next season, so 2025. Uh, Jamal Fogarty, I don't know how many how much more runs he has on the board, but if Canberra come out and have a shocker this year, they can't figure out who their five, their eight is, and he has a bit of a shocker as well. Jamal Fogarty, I could definitely see him going to Canterbury. Uh, Dean Hawkins, if he doesn't get a crack over, um, obviously, Lockie Ilias this season, which I think he should, um, I think that Dean Hawkins can go and I think he'll go to Canterbury as their half back, back sorry. Uh, Black Taft's already gone there and they've played a lot of New South Wales Cup football together. So I think that, that would be a great signing. SJ is going to retire. Um, Jock Madden from the uh, Brisbane Broncos. I don't imagine he'll want to be a depth um, forward for longer. So signing him would be great. Uh, sorry, a depth half for longer. Um, so signing him to Canterbury would be great. Uh, Luke Metcalf, I think, will pretty much solidify that 5-8 role uh, for the Warriors by the end of next year. Um, yeah, they need to go out and sign a halfback. Toby Sexton will be off contract, um, if depending on if he has a really good go this season or a shocker. Uh, could depend on if he gets re-signed or not. Um, Aiden Caesar from the Tigers, I imagine he'll stay there until the end of his career. Um, Chad Townsend's a bit of a controversial one. I think that if he gets pushed out by the Cowboys, uh, we could definitely see him go to the Bulldogs for sure. Um, Connor Tracy's a big one for me. I just think there's too much flair and X factor for what they need. They need a they need a controlling halfback, and I don't think he is that. Tom Weaver's one that I think would be unreal. It'd be a great signing. Him and Dean Hawkins, for me, are my top two. Uh, Tom Weaver is unreal. I highly rate him. For him to come in and debut uh, against Penrith and against Melbourne, and for him uh, to really control the game at the start of both of those games, and maybe... And make uh, the Gold Coast Titans look like they're going to win those games. Uh, I think he's massive, and it shows that he has a lot of potential. Him and Dean Hawkins would be my top two um, in terms of signings for the uh, Bulldogs, but I think they need to sign a halfback if they want to be successful. I think that they aren't going to be as low as people think they are. Um, I think that they do move up from last year. I think that they could sit in and around... um, Oh, it's a bit of a tough one. I think they could sit anywhere from 12th 
to 15th for me. I think that's where the Bulldogs finish. Um, I'm, I'm guessing you're a Bulldogs fan there, mate. So hopefully it didn't hurt your feelings too much. But 12th to 15th. Uh, my big take, if you want me to make any bold predictions, is that Stephen Crichton, even if he starts the year at fullback, I don't think he stays at fullback. I think that Blake Tuff will get a crack um, at some stage next season. I think if the Bulldogs want to have the best possible back line, I think that Stephen Crichton has to be at centre uh, and Blake Tuff is at fullback. I'd give Stephen Crichton a roaming licence, um, but I wouldn't have him at fullback. I'd have him at centre if they want to have the best possible back line. I've already said this. I put a post about it, obviously, on my page, Big Lizard's League. If you don't follow it yet, what are you doing? But I've said a few times now that I think Taff will be the fullback. I think that Karaz and Adokar, if Adokar stays, uh, will be the wingers. And then, obviously, Stephen Crichton and uh, Bronson Sherry in the centres. Um, a very interesting one as well, the Josh Adokar situation. If I had to make a call right now, and I know you want some juicy predictions, so I'm going to give you one. Um, if Parramatta give Josh Adokar a good enough offer, I think he'll take it and I think he'll go there. Otherwise, I don't see uh, Josh Adokar leaving for a lower tier club under the Bulldogs. I don't see him leaving for a Tigers. I don't see him leaving for a St. George. I think that he's going to go to a top tier club if he leaves the Bulldogs. And I think even then, they're going to have to offer him something significant or order offer the Bulldogs um, something significant like a top tier, another top tier um, a winger or centre um, for Adokar. I don't think they're going to really go ahead and take a lower player. Um, I don't think they're going to take Ryan Madison either. I think they're going to want a backline player in return for Adokar because obviously um, letting go of Adokar leaves a big hole now that you've let go of uh, Declan Casey as well. Uh, Blake Wilson's pretty much the only guy that can come in and play on the wing if Josh Adokar goes. Um, so I think that it's going to have to be a big offer. It's going to be a backline back player um, for Josh Adokar to leave, or it's going to have to be a very significant offer from a top-tier club for Josh Adokar to leave. But if Parramatta give him a good offer, I think he goes because I think that that side is building a really, really solid outfit for the next few years. I think Parramatta will be um, a lot more uh, a lot more productive and win a lot more games than they did last season. Because uh, I think they have to as well. So, um, yeah, look, I'm very keen to see what happens with Adokar. Uh, but gun to head, if he gets a good offer, he leaves. If he doesn't, I think he stays. And I think that Phil Gould will make sure that Adokar stays as well. So, um, yeah, uh, if that puts a smile on your dial, I think that Adokar will um, stay unless you get something significant. And I think Phil Gould will make sure of that. Uh, in terms of other predictions for the Dogs, uh, just in terms of what the dogs need, they do need some forwards. And obviously, we've gone through the forwards now for the past 15 minutes. So, I don't want to go through that again. But, um, you know, we've uh, they've got there's a lot of forwards on the, on the market for 2025 that are off contract at the end of next year. Uh, I think the Bulldogs definitely need to pounce on a few of those and maybe get some that are off contract right now as well, just to boost up the bench as well. Because um, losing guys like Franklin Pele, uh, who obviously was coming through the grades and doing great things in reserve grade as well. Um, you know, he would have been a powerhouse in the future going to the Super League is such a shame for him and such a shame for the NRL. Uh, losing Corey Waddell as well. Uh, getting Josh Curran in return, which is quite good, but they do need some more middle forwards if they want to be a strike force. If you guys want to be a strike force going into next year. Uh, and then 
Uh, the final question, if that hopefully that uh, gives you some juicy predictions there, mate, uh, for the doggies in 2024. But the final question that I'll be answering on this one, and yes, going a little bit over time, but I'll answer this one very, very quickly. Uh, the Kangaroos' future halves, if DCE and Cameron Munster, uh, after DCE and Cameron Munster, who are going to be the next uh, Kangaroos' halves? The obvious answer for me... At halfback is Nathan Cleary. Uh, in terms of 5'8", it could be a number of players. My top two for the future would be Tom Dearden and obviously Ezra Mam because Ezra Mam is going to kill it over the next few years. He'll be the next uh, Queensland Maroons. 5'8", for me, Ezra Mam. It's going to be a two-horse race between him and Tom Dearden for sure. Tim De- Tom Dearden will probably... Uh, be the first one off the rank, obviously, after Cameron Munster because he has the experience there. He's played uh, one or two games there now, Tom Dearden, in the Queensland arena. Um, but Ezra Mam, in the next three to five years, he's definitely going to be the 5'8", or the halfback um, for the Maroons as well going into the next few years. He could even be the 7 uh, to replace DCE after he retires. Uh, but Gunter Head, I'm probably going to go with Nathan Cleary and Ezra Mam. I think that Ezra Mam would complement Cleary so well, and he provides so much spark as well. Um, so probably Nathan Cleary and Ezra Mam for me. Tom Dearden's definitely there um, to uh, obviously represent Australia as well. You can't forget about Nico Hines. Uh, maybe Nico Hines probably goes into the number six jersey uh, potentially as well. Um, you know, it's going to be very, very interesting. It's going to be very, very interesting to see what happens over the next few years. Um, but I think Nathan Cleary is definitely the seven. Uh, the number six is going to be between Nico Hines uh, Ezra Mam or Tom Dearden. I think that uh, Nico Hines will serve as depth for Nathan Cleary and maybe a 14 off the bench because we've seen how good he can be off the bench um, for Australia. Obviously killed it in the last game he played that utility role. But um, yeah, I think that the next Australian halves will most likely be, especially over the next two to five years, Nathan Cleary and Ezra Mam. For me, I think those will be my Australian halves. Uh, in the next Q&A podcast, we will be talking about, we'll be answering these questions. Um, the hammer to centre, should he be permanently moved to centre after how well he's gone there in the World Cup? Uh, we also talk about the biggest signing of 2024 and Tonga. Should they have blooded the younger guys, um, obviously being Latu Fainu and Isaiah Katoa and Deontay Pura from South Sydney as well, over uh, obviously uh, Lola Hea, who obviously played majority of that test in the halves. Um, so some great questions there, which we'll be answering in the next one. Uh, I, I promise you it won't go for as long as this one did because we obviously took a really deep dive um, into the forward pack. So it won't go for as long. Uh, but hopefully you enjoyed that one. If you have any more questions, make sure to send them in and have the best chance of me answering them on the podcast um, over the next few days. Well,